Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums Podcast. I'm John, I'm your host for this evening. Season 8, episode 4, and I'm joined by Chris and John Hyden. Hello. There's your first blooper, we're on episode 5. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you forgotten about the week we had bad connection and we just discounting that? No, I never took any notes last week. It's week four and a half. <laughs> Episode 5. <sighs> <You can> keep going. <laughs> I will just start again. <laughs> <laughs> Crying out loud. Right, All take right. four. You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. <laughs> Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums Podcast, Season 8. Don't know what number of episode it is. Uh, no, it's number 5. And I'll take any notes last week. So, I thought it was 4. So this is about the 27th take. Uh, I'm joined by Chris and John. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Great start to this. Yeah, well, we have us finished by the time the Celtic game kicks off. <laughs> what Celtic game? Um, the, the, I don't know, the Hamilton game in a couple of weeks <laughs> Maybe we'll start with Celtic Europe yeah. Do we have last to? Well, it's, it wasn't the best of weeks for Celtic I'm not, It's been a while since I've heard that um, I mean it started fine uh, Got off to a good start against the AK Athens With a better team in the first half Then the last five minutes it kind of fell away Conceded an away goal uh, and then couldn't score anymore against a, a tough defence. So um, we're getting quite good at shipping goals for like teams having their one attack of the game. Because um, we did it against Rosenberg at home, we did it against Livingston at home, we did it against AK Athens at home. Every one of them had one shot on goal and got one goal. Um, so unfortunately, whereas against Rosenberg we get the two extra goals after, well, we can back be one 0 didn't we? Win three one. Um, no such luck this time, so it's a, a difficult task ahead in, in Athens. Um, and I am not that confident, I must admit. Ayers out suspended, so the defence is going to be a bit of a guess, to be honest. I think it's going to be Hendry and Simonovic, because we don't really have anybody else. Um, but obviously the, the, the goal for Celtic is they need to score over. And that's going to be tough against Athens. Because that's their forte. I don't think they've lost many games at home in the last couple of years. Um, I know we don't technically need to win the game, but we do need to get a score draw over there to at least go extra time. Make it, make it, I mean, it could be two each. That'd be fine. That would go through. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough ask over there. Um, and of the three Scottish teams still in Europe, Celtic will probably get the, the toughest of the, the, the results. There's no doubt about that. Um, I didn't realise Aya was out. That's a, a bigger blow, um, given the Boyata situation. So, um, do you think that you'll be able to win with a defence of uh, Simunovic, who again looked poor at the weekend, and Hendry, who wasn't too clever um, for the goal either at the weekend? And plus the missing um, man comper. I'm, as wo- I'm just as bit as worried at their defence as I am and their ability to get through their defence. 
So the, the, that's, I mean, there's, there's two fundamental problems. There's keeping the ball on own net and getting the ball into theirs. I know that's pretty much football summed up in a, a very easy way, but um, it is, it's, it's two major concerns. I, I don't have any faith in defence. We've not been able to play a, a consistent defence for about 18 months now. Uh, we haven't strengthened it. Um, there's uh, issues with Boyata, who has uh, stayed at home with a back injury, apparently. <laughs> Believe that. I've got, <laughs> I've got some magic beans here if you want them. More like he's got his back up a bit, not getting a move, but that's. Starting to his time himself, he's coming to an end. I mean, Rogers didn't say it. He said he's disappointed. He's, he said he's sad the defender's not with him. Um, but yeah, it's, that's that's one of the problems. The the plus side is Dembele's travelled. Uh, he's obviously not playing. He can't play centre back. No, he can't play centre back, so but. Um, if we can get more goals and we can concede over there, then we'll go through. So, <laughs> if we win one nil, great. If we win two one, great. If we win, draw two each, as I said earlier, I'll take that as well. Um, but it's it's, it's going to be. It'll be interesting to see how they set up and how Celtic set up. Um, because I was of the thinking last Wednesday that actually one each probably suited us slightly better than two one, because if we've been going over there with two one one we do been trying to defend it. And we're not that great at that. Whereas a one each draw, we need to go out and attack. Um AEK will probably try and sit back. If we're good on the day, we can probably get goals. Um but we'll need to be good in the day. I won't having three fit strikers certainly helps. Um but yeah, as you say the the, the defence has been an issue as I said for eighteen months. Is that a possibility at Lustig could play centre back? It's an option because Gamboa will be there as well, I think. So um, we, we could see Lustig in there. I doubt it. I think he's probably going to go with Hendry and Shimanovic. Um, and probably Lustig at, at right back. And obviously, Tierney at left back. So, um, But yeah, Lustig's an option, certainly. But I think that's what it'll be. It'll be an option should we need it later on. It all goes back to the transfer oh. policy. Celtic just now. Because um, it's not as if they've not known that they were going to be in the Champions League. I mean, You've known for a while that you were going to win the league and you've not strengthened the centre-back, which was a priority. Um, you've not replaced Patrick Robertson back to City. Um, Stuart Armstrong was sold. He dithered a bit with John McGinn and then Aston Villa came in and nicked him from their clutches, which Rodgers wasn't happy. Um, there's something really weird about Celtic's transfer activity. I, they've got money in the bank as well. I mean, I get that they don't want to go spend that willy-nilly and just bring on anyone, but, you know... I'm surprised they haven't brought in better players by now. It's, it's the quality that we're uh, lacking in. I mean, I, I take your point about McGinn. We did want him. We never got him. But for me, the midfield is probably the least uh, of the, the troubles. The the defence has been the problem, but it's not as if we haven't brought people in. We brought Comper in in January. We brought Hendry in in January. Hendry has been hit and miss, and there's not much faith in him. Um, Comper has been the missing man with his injuries. So, and we haven't lost it. Well, we've lost Fitzenko. He's away. Um, so we've, we've we've brought two defenders in and lost one. We should be, we should have Boyata there, but it's obviously been issues with the, the agent. Um, I have been suspended. He's unfortunate, but these things happen. It's not as if we haven't been strengthening defence. It's just we don't have any quality. We don't have any faith in it, and we've not had any consistency there. Personally, I would like to see us buy in a good quality. Uh, central defender and I'm talking about paying the kind of price we've paid for in jam or maybe as much as uh, Edward 
not convinced we'll go that far, but certainly the kind of four to five million bracket for that kind of position would get you really good quality and would probably get you something you could sell on in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I still don't think the defence gets enough protection from the field in bigger games. Yeah, yeah. That's an issue. I mean, certainly, like, SPFL level, you've got Scott Brown in front of them, um, who just runs most games that he plays in. Um, it does do that in Europe as well, but when you've not got the ball as much, you tend to be chasing about a lot more, and Brown does chase about quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I take your point, but I think we could still do with a bit of quality there because the goals we've lost so far this season, they've all been. They've all been defensive errors and defensive lapses and concentration and Rosenborg and Livingston and E.K. Athens and even Hearts at the weekend. It was all just the defence just wasn't quite in the races. I don't think it was even a lack of protection. It just the defence should be doing better than that. Jink Rogers has identified anyone to come out at centre back, and it's just a case of the board haven't got him. Or I don't know. It's, it's very hard to tell because not a lot of leaks come out of Celtic these days, so you don't really know what transfer targets we've got. We obviously know again because we made the bids. Um, I was reading last week about how like what actually seems to happen is Rodgers goes to uh, Congerton and says this is what this is the positions I need, um, and Congerton will come back with well I've got kind of these guys and Rodgers will go well, I want him, so then it'll be up to like to Peter Wall to try and get the negotiations done. I think it may be some along those lines how it works. There's a lot of to and fro. Um, but the way Rogers is talking, he's identified people. So it's down to the the money men to get the the deals over the line. And again, I mean I'm not I can't really criticise Celtic for not wanting to be held hostage to the likes of Hibs what to get three, four million pounds for a player we don't value at three or four million pounds. Um and I don't know exactly how much John McGinn went to Aston Villa for, but Celtic matched the bid. They've matched the bid at the death when McGinn had pretty much already said he was going to Villa by that point and he'd given his word. So, um, yeah, it's not even the first time we've been in this position. Yeah, it's not, it's not the first time we've been in this position because I remember this almost identical scenario with Jackie McNamara. That was 2005 where McNamara was offered a new contract which apparently was garbage. He went down to Wolves. We eventually matched the bid, but by that point, McNamara said, I've already given my word, I'm going. I can't go back and word now, I'm not that kind of person. The thing is, well, you then, you think with a situation again, is that they've gone in last minute to try and go or look to the fans, yeah, we still try to get them, you would know, really, it's last resort. No, because I don't there's very much a, a mixed opinion as to whether we should be going for McGinn in the first place, because again, is McGinn going to come in and strengthen the team? Not really. He strengthens the squad. He's maybe one uh, that can grow into a position and maybe take over for Scott Brown in a couple of years when, when, when Brown finally sort of takes a step back. But for me, most of the, the fans have been crying out to strengthen other positions, especially the defence. The only place we've actually strengthened is at left-back where we've brought Emilio Azaguiri back. But no, that does yeah, strength. Again, just that, that strengthens the squad. Yeah, it's not a case of strengthening the left-back position. But it was never going to be because Kieran Tierney is going to be the first choice. I don't see anybody challenging Kieran Tierney for that position. What we've got is Emilio Zagiri, a player that we know well, a player that's been able to be back up to Tierney in previous seasons and he'll come in and do a job when we need it. That's ideal. 
I, I would never let Azaghiri go in the first place if we could avoid it. Um, but he said his year making his money in Saudi Arabia, he's back now. Fine, great. I'm, I'm delighted with that sign. That's, that's about as good as we could expect for that position. But we still need to do something about centre-back. It's too late for Europe this week because we need to get the job done this week with what we've got. Whether we'll see anything for the next round, whether that's the Champions League or the Europa League, remains to be seen. I don't have any faith in it. At least they get better for you at the weekend, though. I did it. <laughs> it's good, though. A week that's out of crisis, eh? They've drawn a game, lost a game. It's crisis. Ah, that's yeah, definitely crisis. You haven't won a game all week, really. No, it's... Well, when you, you consider we've conceded two pretty poor goals by our standards. We've only scored one. Um, and to all intents and purposes, the Hearts deserve the win. It's not as if there was any debate over whether well, well, we've, we've like, served it well robbed and served it well or unlucky or anything like that. It was just Hearts took their chance. Uh, good finish for Kyle Lafferty. But it was poor defending with Celtic. So, I am um, credit where it's due. Hearts have got off to a great start. They're the only team that had a 100% record in the top flight. Two wins at two. <laughs> Um, I don't think the grass is particularly long either so it's even that it's just um, the referee maybe let a lot go but um, I'm not a big fan of Stephen Naismith he seems to be getting his name in the press every time we play Celtic Hearts so um, I know he's escaped punishment from the SFA today because I'm not going to do anything with that kick out that he had at um, Johnny Hayes when he was on the ground I'm not really surprised either because it looked like quite a soft kick out and we know from uh, last week that soft kick outs aren't worth really red cards anymore. Ah, you're not allowed to kick anyone, that's all right. As long as it's soft, yeah, it's fine. Kicking me softly, that must be the new rule in the SFA aerobic. <laughs> There's a podcast title. Yeah. <laughs> Just John. Um, I, I would that like to make comments. minutes at the end. I would like to make a comment on the, the Scott Brown elbow, which also will go unpunished, but it was so uh, nondescript it didn't even make a sports scene highlights. So I can't comment at all because I didn't actually see the game. <laughs> Hugh Keevens made the a point. Website. Yeah. Hugh Keevens made a point that there was a, a worse assault by Connor Salmon in the Muddle Hamilton game, but it doesn't get as much mentioned because A Salmon got booked for it and B it was Muddle Hamilton and not a game involving Neil Firm. So it just shows that any decision involving the Oprah gets more scrutiny. However minor. Always a way, isn't it? So, job done or job not done, do you think, in Europe tomorrow? I have a sneaking suspicion I'm going to be looking out to see what the second leg is to do with a game is. I don't think Celtic are going to do it. I think it'll be Europa League playoff for us, unfortunately. Mm, I think so too for you. Um, I think mm. I, I think 2-0 to Athens tomorrow. I just don't think your defence is up to it, um, especially without Ayer and obviously the Boyata situation. But um, yeah, we'll need to wait and see. So moving on to Edinburgh and Hibs. Obviously we've mentioned it lost John McGinn. They managed to get Hindman in that was at Rangers. Whether he's a replacement or not, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I thought he looked alright at Spells, at Rangers. Aye, to all, 
from what I was hearing, he, he seemed to fit out some straight in at Hibs, which is good. That's what you want for the guys coming in. Obviously, he knows the Scottish game, having been up for uh, playing for Rangers, but um, different squad he's playing with now. If he's going to fit in, then great. Um, good result for Hibs as well. Um, no, no, at home is not a bad result. Um, you haven't conceded the away goal. Obviously, I haven't scored yourself, but it was good enough last season for Celtic against Rosenberg. They got a nil-nil home and went away in one-one-nil. So um, you would, you would. I always fancy that Hibs team to score. That's that's what they've kind of yeah. set themselves out so far. Um, struggled about the weekend against St Johnson, but um, but yeah, they still they still got their goal eventually. It was a bit of a, a hopeful ball into the box that Ollie Shaw got an end of, but. Um, I'm, I'm really annoyed at myself though. Like before the game, I thought, "Oh, Tony Watts playing against Neil Lennon. I should really should put money on that." The question is, would the bookies have paid out? Because <laughs> everyone, everyone's given it as an own goal. Yeah, I think I think there's no question that was an own goal. That was going across the face goal. Um, I, I think so, but um, Tony Watts used to be able to claim it as you would. Yeah, on Twitter, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Sutherland trying to teach her a little bit. Of yeah. Uh, one thing about Hibs though, Mould won 5 1 yesterday against Brian. So, Brian any good? I don't know. I don't know much about their league. If Brian are a decent team, that's fair enough. If they're not, then. Could just out anyway, get the yeah. confidence up, winning 5 1 against anyone. Well, I mean, they're mid season, so that doesn't help. Um, they're kind of flying along as they would be. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a tough place to go. Obviously, I remember Celtic going there a couple of seasons ago um, under Dyla. And, and it wasn't a great result there, so it was the, the Chris Commons shouting match game. But yeah, I think the biggest surprise last week was a Hibs game ending 0 0. I mean, that rarely yeah. ever happens. Um, <laughs> and Hyman was pretty closely on from what I heard on the radio. I had a volley at the end, and either said the keeper probably would have went in, but one of those ones go straight down his throat almost. Um, but decent for them to go away without conceding it gives them that chance as you say they've got a goal in them they've gone away from home twice and Europe scored and it's helped them get through so fingers crossed to do it again yeah yep. the one thing they didn't have to cope with though in the first leg is the, the one kid from he never played but he played yesterday so I would imagine he'll be back in for the second leg There's doubts over Kim Berry, whether he's going to make it or not. Um, he was also rested yesterday, but um, I think they need to have him starting, because um, I think McLaren's still um, working his match fitness just now. Um, but if they get the two of them in the park, then they've always got a chance of a goal. So, well, Shaw's in good going scoring form, he's got two plays in the league. Mm-hmm. Holy Shaw, so they've got options up front anyway. Yeah. Rangers then the only ones to win yeah we're in the first half yeah I think conceding the away goals a bit of a blow for them but again three wins a decent result I think that third goal in the last five minutes that could make all the difference if it had been 2-1 it would be a bit dodgier but um, 3-1 gives them that cushion still still work to be done obviously Um, but yeah they're they're, they're, they're in a fantastic position to get that uh, into the, the playoff round so Fingers crossed they can finish the job over there. Yeah, I think that third goal could prove decisive and Rangers defensively are looking a bit more solid. Um, that was proven again at the weekend. Goldson and Katic seem to be forming a good partnership. So, yeah, I think that could well help them get through. But it's a, a good result for them. 
um, and after the problems they had last season, it's you know it'd be within one round of the the playoff round. It's pretty good going for them. Yeah, is again scoring continue has good start to the season. So mm-hmm. and they've got a few more options as well this season. Squad wise. Yep. So I think they'll go through. I think they're the best chance of the three teams, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they'll go through. Um I think that'll probably be something like no no on Thursday night. Um I don't think Maribor are as good as they were when they beat Celtic a couple of years ago, when they beat Rangers before that, because even when they played Aberdeen two seasons ago, I didn't think they were great, but it's just at home, Ash Taylor makes a mistake, and the second leg, Adam Rooney, um, with a dreadful penalty, um, they were the two things that really cost us over the two legs, um, I don't think they're as good, so yeah, I think Rangers will sneak through. In terms of the league, not a man sent off, Correct decision, no last time, no no complaints from Irish. Yeah. I think the Crory should have waited a wee bit longer. Because <laughs> if he tapped him inside the box, he'd have stayed in the park, because he was going for the ball. <laughs> because he was outside the box, he stopped the goal scoring opportunity, you don't get that. Yellow card, it's a straight red. It's a bit harsh, really, to be honest. Um, it's, it's all about the, those last few inches. But, um, yeah, but I don't think there's any dispute about it. It's, uh, it's, it's a goal scoring opportunity. I know there was talk about whether it was cover or anything, but the cover wasn't getting there. It was, it was in and goal. So. Yeah. I think the fact that Gerard said it was, um, it was a deserved red card said it all, but uh, fortunately for Rangers, they were two up at the time um, and they were able to see the game out with the way that um, they've organised themselves defensively. Um, but for St Martin, I think for them, anything if they would have got with a wee bonus, haven't won at Ibrox since 1992. So, um, yeah, pretty straightforward win for Rangers in the end. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would work once, but so did Rangers. So. Uh, yeah, the, the, the job was done the first half. A lot of the difference as well, I think, is coming down to Rangers and their pressing all over the pitch. Makes it very difficult for opposition. Yeah, and that's something fitter. any Rangers fans have spoke to. They've been impressed by that aspect. Makes a big difference. Nobody able to do that because most teams can't really handle that pressure. Um, I know, I know. Parts tend to do it to Celtic actually, um, and, and Celtic will do it to AK Athens as well. And the, the certainly they started the first half. We're doing that quite a bit, and the AK can get out. Um, and again, Livingston as well. So yeah, the, you see the teams pressing like that, and other teams just fold. Um, well, it's the opener because Baird couldn't cope with the pressure. Yeah, and then Morelos ended up scoring, so paid off. Probably helped as well. Know a bit by some minute trying to play from the back. Yeah, they, they will. They will probably get better at that. <laughs> I mean, even Alice Stubbs himself was saying before this game that some of them are work in progress. It's not like when Hibs came up, they were probably a, a decent team to start with and, and they only had to ground running. He's having to come in, start and put his own kind of stamp on the team. He wants to try and get them better than they have been in previous seasons to be in the top flight, but it'll take a bit of time. So, um, yeah, you're not going to judge some of them on a 2-0 defeat at Ibrox, I don't think. 
No, and the thing is, uh, although they won the league last year, they had a lot of players going, like Lewis Morgan got to Celtic, yeah. a lot of others were freed and others went back to their clubs. So it's almost a new team. But uh, but yeah, they've, the, their main thing was winning last week against uh, Dundee. And that's the kind of games that they're going to be judged on, not when they go to Ibrox and Parkhead and Pittodge and Tynecastle, etc. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they complete the sign of Barisic from Wolosic. From Tavernier started on the bench at the weekend. Club captain, so Goldson's captain decide as well. So, options at full back as well. I've gone to the day. McCrory came back and obviously got sent off. So, Kula Valley again. It was a decent score. Really right? impressive. Mm-hmm. It seems like the early days, but it seems that uh, Stephen Gerrard has spent well. It's just a matter of getting them games and getting them to play together. And so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Over the dense park then. Yeah. Um, from what I heard, it wasn't like a great game, special first half. Um, it was interesting team selection because we went two up top uh, with me and Cosgrove. Um, but I mean, I didn't get. I saw some of the highlights, but. Uh, you know, for what I was reading in Twitter and stuff, um, you know, me and Cosgrove were getting more stick again off the Aberdeen supporters, whether justified or not. Um, Bruce Anderson comes on, very unlucky hitting the bar, and then we get that penalty. Um, definite penalty, John, do you think? Nah. Against Dundee, against McCann, so definitely. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of Stevie May, I think Stevie May certainly looked a lot more live. Like, kind of suited more playing off someone, which mm-hmm. we know already. Yeah. But yeah, Cosgrove had a chance that he probably should have put away, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Stephen talks away his penalty, all right. I said off yet, yeah, we, we messaged each other on Saturday. Um, obviously, when we seen the lineup, in terms of what it would be like. And like I've said, I don't think the football maybe at Petorgia at the moment is going to be the most attractive or when they go away. Um, just lacking that maybe that wee bit of creativity and getting the, the middle of the park, which mm-hmm. might come. Um, we'll see. I know there's rumours still that Christy might come back because even though Celtic are short in numbers, he's still not maybe involved with the squad that much. The other one I have seen um, is Ryan Gold, which he's been rumoured for a while. Yeah. Is might happen because he's had loan moves in Portugal that haven't worked out so you never know because after the signing that we've made today on loan which I would say could be a potentially very good signing Gold might be interested yeah maybe Gold's from Aberdeen isn't he yeah I think yeah I don't know if people are just putting two and two together with that one, but um, if there's any truth in there, that would be a good signing, because um, that's a player that's needing to get his career back on track. Um, but I'm very happy with the signing of, of Wilson. I think he's got he's got good pedigree. He's been in the Man United first team. He's been on the, um, the championship with teams like Brighton. Um, he's obviously needing his confidence um, boosted again, so that's why he's coming up here and hopefully we'll run the games. He'll be yeah. able to get a few goals and show what he can do. It's definitely a risk um, in terms yeah. of obviously the fact that the injury they had, but you're only 22. Um, for him to go on the books at Man U and get a chance at 18, certainly got ability. Sits foot, so decent size for a striker. Seems to talk well, watched his press conference earlier. Seems to have his head screwed on, be fairly sensible as well. So 
yeah, I would say I'm happy, excited about the signing. You know, a lot of people will be negative about it, um, but I think that happens with any fans. There's yeah. always some kind of criticism. Let's give the guy a chance, see what he can do. He's in his last year of his contract as well at Man United, so he's determined to put himself in the shop window. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether we could manage to keep on hold of him, I don't know, because he's rumoured to be on 30 grand a week, so <laughs> you would have to take a very hefty wage drop. A 25 grand a week page, uh, wage cut would be very nice, <laughs> but... Um... He's obviously coming up here for a reason, you know, Aberdeen aren't going to be able to sign the creme de la creme, it's as simple as that, any player that we sign um, will have a flaw to him, and it's probably the same way with Celtic to a degree, um, but they can just attract that wee bit better than us, but um, yeah, I'm happy with Wilson, I think he'll be a good sign, um, and he won't be worse than Nicky Maynard. I mean, I felt Nicky so Maynard, found was Maynard that, he was at risk as well, yeah. it was one of those, he he was good when he was younger had got out of favour down south McInnes took a punt thought like see, I'll see if he can maybe get a, a year out of him see how he does it didn't work out uh, so it's really sense but that, that's always been the case I think well as a first time folk can feature transfers some will some will work some will not some will work mm-hmm. you take a punt sometimes Exactly. Um, any club, um, there's always going to be more signings that don't work out as well as the good ones because there's that, that many players that come and go at a football club. Um, but it's the ones that are success that stay the longest um, and are talked about more. So um, if Wilson can come here, do a good job, then obviously um, Aberdeen fans who have been saying what a bad sign this was um, will quickly begin to um, be quiet. I mean, I remember when they signed Adam Rooney. Aberdeen fans, some Aberdeen fans were saying, oh, he's not done well in England, he's not going to make up here. Well, he proved them wrong. So let's yeah. see what happens here, and hopefully it can be that difference between us finishing like, in second or third or whatever. Yeah, uh, do your talk in the park. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, some people say as well it's going to mean that Anderson's not going to get as much of a chance, but Anderson, if he keeps on coming off the bench and doing what he's doing just now, then there's no reason to say he's not going to play at a part still. Exactly. Um, I don't think there's any doubt Anderson will be in and out of the team. We can't throw him in to, to be a number one striker um, straight away. Um, no. He's he's got to he's got to develop. Um, I mean, we've seen many cases over the years where people thought that young strikers were just going to come in and be the next Michael Owen, like Mark Burchell at Celtic being an example. Um, well, Tony Watt, as you mentioned earlier. Tony Watt, yeah. Um, he's so, in his, what, 10th club or something, St Johnson? Yeah, it's 10th club it's at the age what, of 25. There's what happens when you throw folk into early. Yeah. Aye. Well, I think you can, I don't think, you can, I think if you're good enough, you're old enough and all that, I don't think age things are, I think it's more attitude. Um, or yeah, because because yeah, plenty, yeah, plenty other countries do it. You look at like France, Germany, plenty other countries do it. Not a yeah. problem. Um, yeah, the other end of the scale is Kieran Tierney, who's made himself a, main, a mainstay in that Celtic team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came from so. the academy and just he took his chance well and his head's good on so. and I, I would say when you're looking in the week that um, might not talk about the game much but Livingston uh, who have had to close down the youth academy yeah, it seems that, an odd that's, the life, that's the lifeblood of a lot of clubs in Scotland yeah. because they've not got money to spend on transfer fees now I know it's difficult because I dare say there's probably a fair bit of money put into the youth academies and you're trying to get success with the first team. 
can maybe kind of understand why they're doing it, but I, I think it's something that could bite them uh, pretty big. Because they've had a lot of success with it. If you look at players that come through that, uh, you think Harry Levinson, they've probably made a decent bit of money out of it. Yeah, Snodgrass, Dorns and uh, Griffiths spring to mind straight away. Yeah. Um, and it was yeah. the same with Falkirk last season. No, they closed theirs and they've been turning out some good players like Scott Arfield for a number of years. Um, it's it's bad news when clubs have to um, are are so called forces. I don't believe that they're forced. They've made a they've made a decision to say let's gamble on the first team. Um, in Falkirk's case, they're doing it to get themselves up. Um, it's not quite working for them. Um, Livingston are doing it now, they're in the top fight, you want to give themselves a chance of survival. I think you've got to keep your youth structure going because if you lose that, then what happens if things fall fall by the wayside? You don't have anything coming through and you're then picking up um, bit part players. If you get injuries as well, you've not got the youth squad to, yeah. for players to come through. You're, you're not having to maybe sign someone that's a free transfer that's not played for maybe three months, three, four months. Yeah, it all comes down to this well. Project Brave um, argument. I mean, we, we need to know more about, you know, it's been seen as elitism, and I think that's what Livingston are alluding to as well. But um, but I think every club in Scotland needs to work work together um, with the SFA, um, not just in youth youth football, but a number of things. But in youth football, it's, you know, it's a big thing, and we need as many of our senior clubs um, running their academies, and when teams the size of Falkirk cut theirs, it really isn't good news. Aye, definitely. Um, but Dundee had some chances. Well, the weekend's one in particular, probably, but um, I think we just about deserve to win it. Um, but it doesn't doesn't matter how you get the victory as long as we get the first three points on the board. Um, and that's the type of result that keeps us up in the um, fighting for Europe every season is when we we go to places like Dundee, don't play well, but come away with three points. and Clean sheet as well, when you yeah. consider the defence. Mm-hmm. The players that are missing as well. So, yeah. do you know what? Sometimes you you don't play that well, but you win. That's a sign of a good team up quite often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the thing as well, we've still got players that are kind of better. I mean, Forrester, for example, he's still off the bench. Um, seems to be where he's going to have to take his chance. But then, like again, we mentioned already, so I think Ferguson's come in as a bit of a wild card. Not expecting Troy to start the season and start in the team. So, see what happens. I'm pretty sure Forrester will get chances. Because mm-hmm. there'll be plenty of games. Yeah, definitely. So, you wanted to move on to Livingston? Well, don't know as much to talk about the actual game itself, but... Well, I was yeah. Wasn't a classic? No. I think she, that, that's where Livingston will be happy. Aye. Against a Kilmarnock side that's had a good win last week. So Another weird transfer, um, Lee Irwin going to the club in Iran. Um, so he's, uh, obviously not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's obviously not getting many games. Um, so he's obviously been farmed out to Tractor Boys, as you say. Looking online, <laughs> I, was, I was looking at what Kilmarnock fans were saying and they were pretty disappointed, uh, quite a lot of them. I think it was coming on to a game at the end of the season. They said as well in terms of the, the options all the other strikers that they've got offer something a bit different. Irwin's maybe uh, well, selfish as maybe the other strikers, but yeah, he's probably got a, a really good financial deal to go. 
and find it hard to, to knock back. Yeah. But it's probably going to happen more so as well with the players in Scottish football. Oh, yeah, so not a lot to talk about and uh, to one at Lovingston. Um, oh. But there is, a, there is a boy oh, to at the weekend though. Yes. With the first touch. Yeah. It's first goal in 365 days, apparently. <laughs> yeah. He just scores the same day every year. <laughs> I think that was a peach as well against Dundee, if I remember rightly. But um, that's without doubt the goal of the weekend. Anyway. What a what a hit that was. Well, uh, well, the Hearts fans might target that. Kyle well, Affleck was a decent hit as well. True. I suppose it comes out of what team you support and all the rest of it. But... Um, I, I, if you're neutral, I would go with uh, Boyd's goal. Yeah, I'd go with Boyd's goal. Yeah, it's a... Good win for them, anyway, Hamilton. Yeah, uh, back after the, the defeat at the, against Hearts. Clean sheet. Motherwell, though, on the other hand, they seem to dominate most of the game. Couldn't put their chances away. And they're on zero points after two games. After me tipping them to be top sets, <laughs> tipping Hearts to bottom, Hearts to top, but it's only two games in. Um, one way to go. One way to go. Well, got Aldred back. We mentioned last week about him leaving, right. but they put him back in. And, so. That's a good move for them. Yeah, definitely. Especially with Keeper going, it fills that void. Um, and Aldred was good last season, so. Yeah, but they just need to get that first win now. And, I do believe their next league game's Rangers, so it'd be a good time for them to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've obviously like Salmon and Main seem to be the strike partnership at the moment, so Salmon's there. But if Bowman end up leaving... He's injured. He's injured. There was talk at some point about him leaving, but didn't know if it had gone through when I was away on holiday. Yeah, I think they're going to pretty much do the same tactics as last season, but if it's effective for them, who cares what anyone else thinks? Um, Sorry. And for Hamilton... Sorry. I was just going to say for Hamilton, um, that's a good smash and grab victory. And you know, We spoke about last week how they took the lead more time. They dropped 28 points from winning positions last, last year, so um, to go in front and stay in front was a good thing for them. Yeah, when I was looking at the line-up for Motherwell, though, it looks like McHugh was playing centre back as opposed to midfield. So they're maybe still a bit short in there. I know that towards the end of last season, the boy McGuire was getting a chance here and there at the back before I'm mean, going up to the cup final, but I don't know what's happening there. No, I need to find a, a replacement for Kipri. That's pretty clear. Yeah. So, uh, Warwick, Shabal has a watch. They got a victory for United. Yeah, that was a bit of... Wait for the assist, 2-1. Well, I mean, they were saying there's like three games to save his job, so there's one, another one, so... A good start. I think Magic might well be under more pressure now. It's Hartley, we mentioned him there. Um, they yeah. Again at the weekend um, against yep. Partick, who, for Alan Archibald, because um, there's talk if he doesn't start the season well, he could be under pressure. So, good win for this, so they get their league season up and running. Yep. My tip, Ross County, good 3-1 minute in Fairland. 
a really good one. Yeah, my, I mean, don't film on my tap, so uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's a great victory for us. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, United have started pretty well, though. I mean, they'll yep. draw away to Inverness, it's a decent result, especially when we're down to 10 men. Mm-hmm. And they forget, I we mentioned like, that was luck. We were on last week when we mentioned about Shankland, didn't we? Aye, um, I don't know, probably still a wee bit of interest, but apparently, his interest with Dundee. <laughs> Yeah, we can see no nothing's up. So, so interesting. I think we need to keep an eye on where Shankland ends up come September. Mm-hmm. Well, he's still at Air United if he's moved on. Um, of course, the big news from the lower leagues uh, was uh, Breaking City beating his five one now. Yeah, it finally happened. <laughs> Four hundred and seventy days since the last league win. <laughs> Uh, fair play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done to them. Um, it's not a good start of season for East 5 losing 2 2, but for breaking, they'll be relieved that monkey's final off the back. Um, yeah, but we're interested to see the kick on now because, um, I mean, a couple of seasons ago, the digital got up, but obviously, championship was a bit of a disaster, so it'll be interesting to see if it's become one of these yo yo clubs. So they weren't quite good enough for a championship, but maybe. League one, decent wins there. They could be challenging again to go up again. Uh, I brought the, the team there have won two to two. Yeah. Uh, the Barton match up could be. That was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. I did a match up too. Yeah. The Barton. Well, my tip, Wraith Rovers won two 0 against Dennis Muir. And on that note, um, their manager Barry Smith is the first Celtic player to be confirmed for the upcoming Aberdeen versus Celtic charity match providing Ray Throwers are not involved on Iron Brew Cup duty on that on the Sunday that weekend um, so let's hope Aberdeen under 21s beat them tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah we hope that anyway regardless of the situation but, uh, even more so with that yeah exactly uh, League 2 Clyde win again yep so this, I'm amazed there's only four teams with 100% record in Scotland already. That's only been two games. Mm-hmm. It's just one in each division. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. League 2, there's three teams without a win. Yeah. Uh, can we start a point. In I mean, North? I should say, sorry. Yeah. And also, I think with, I without a win as well, but uh, <laughs> every other team, pardon <laughs> he has actually got a win. Yeah, I mean, you could, to get no points and win would be a bit of a, a, an unusual situation. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's a good thing. Initially, I said they were without a win, but they were without a point, but the top seven of all had a win. Yeah. A winless victory. Let's yeah. <laughs> Celtic in the Champions League against Legia Warsaw. So. Yes, yes, 3 1. <laughs> <laughs> I went through the way goals. So, yeah, we get the. It's cup duty this week because obviously we're talking about the Ivory Cup has midweek, um, and there's uh, a week off for the league come uh, the weekend because we've got the league cup second down to play. And I see instead of it being under twenties, they've made it under twenty ones this year for the the Colt teams. And am I right in saying they're allowed to play an overage player, or have I heard that somewhere? Don't know. It'll be interesting to see because obviously we don't have an under twenties or an under twenty one league or that. It's a it's the reserve league we're out again. So um, mm-hmm. interesting to see if the, 
the Colts are allowed to do anything similar. I don't think they are, I don't know. But disappointing if they were. Puts a tie of the round, you think? You're allowed two mentors, as it's called. Um, mentors? Aye, that's the way the um, SPFL worded it. Um, so according to the Daily Record website it says which means the likes of Celtics League Griffiths, Rangers Graham Dorns and Ryan Christie of Aberdeen so I don't know why they put Ryan Christie of Aberdeen in there when he's left yeah <laughs> high quality right? yet again there yeah, probably not the, the best source to go there <laughs> no in ties though Tuesday you've got Dumbarton and Morton playing each other and Inverness versus Inferno. Yeah, the boring one is and an athletic Celtic underfoot ones. Every season that Celtic have underfoot or the, the Celtic Colts have played there, they've played and an athletic. <laughs> and then the next round Oh sorry, Wednesday even is go what's he's go bread against Spartans. So no league team should get through there. Um, yeah, that pretty much covers that. Well, yeah, they will get. Yeah, non league team will get through. Yeah. Yeah, it's also the same for Tuesday because Inverurie are playing for our team. Yes. Mm. It's yeah, o'clock kick off. As opposed to those are seven forty-five. Oh no, actually, there's some at half set. Yes. Oh, actually, I know. Scrap that. Scrolled up. Forget that. Delete. There's a seven o'clock kick off. Oh dear. <laughs> just, just take that out. It's no man, mate. It's no man, mate. We're not doing another take, John. <laughs> I've only had the one beer as well. I can't even blame my red wine or that this week. <laughs> Maybe you're more effective with more than it. That's right. You need more. That's right. I think the wine helps, but I don't know. Beer, maybe not as much. I see on Saturday in lower league action it's uh, a Fife derby between Wraith and East Fife. Alright, are we playing League 1 or League 2? I don't yeah. know what I've played Phil, any games. Phil Cavs, because none of them uh, managed to get through in the League Cup. It's all Championship and Premiership Aye. times. Aye, uh, so the, the League Cup's kicking off with the, the Glasgow derby. Perfect for Russell Celtic. After it on Saturday. BT Sport as well. Yeah. Yep. Ah, Celtic uh, Celt- are in BT Sport twice this week because they're in UK uh, Athens games in BT Sport, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Sunday, there's the Kilmarnock Rangers game as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's uh, the Steve Cock kickoffs as well, which aren't on the telly, obviously. Um, Aberdeen St. Martin, I think that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Going along. Hopefully, see James Wilson in action. Be hat trick for the debut. That'll do it. That would be nice. Yeah, I think uh, Dundee Air could be quite interesting. Um, aye, Air started well. Dundee haven't, so aye, it could be. Yeah, then uh, Queen of South and St Johnson a potential upset there. Although Queen of South could be by United, so a bit more tricky this week. Any shocks? Um, the Dundee Air one's probably the one that stands out um, yeah. other than that 
Mm. I, I think Commander Rangers will be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Aye, Commander having conceding their two games, this is um, so it'll be a tough game for Rangers, especially coming off the back of a European game. Um, I was a bit. Yes, we're talking about Commander's plastic pitch, something that we didn't touch on. Livingston's plastic pitch, now how bad is that? <laughs> Did you yeah. see the pellets coming up? <laughs> it's, again, it's one of these ones It's almost the kind of thing we, we would play on. Yeah, exactly. Kind of standard. Anything else you want to cover in the, this week? Am I still anything in terms of players coming in or that? Of note? I think so. I think that's people we'll see a, a step up in what's happening now. The old English clubs have finalised a squad pretty much. Yeah, you'll probably find that one or two French players from England might get a move up here um, on loan for six or twelve months, right. um, like we did with James Wilson. Um, yes. But probably more academy players more than anything coming up. But yeah, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks to see who else the team sign. I might do a spurs and sign no one. <laughs> and their stadium has been delayed as well. Has it? Is that not supposed to be September yeah. that was happening? Uh, it's not happening. Sure. Have they ordered seats? Just, I don't know, that's a thing. Well, they had a, on the news earlier, I don't know whether it was a, week, a picture from just now or a picture from maybe a few weeks back, but yeah, there was certainly no seats there. So it's been put back till I think at least the middle of October. Yeah. We've got another bit of bad wrestling news. Don't know whether you remember, but Jim the Anvil Nighthawk passed away. Part yeah. of the Heart Foundation. Part of the Heart Foundation, yep, I was gonna say that. There's so there's a lot of them. Now. Has been for a while. What were you going to say, Chris? No, I was just. There's a lot of them sort of uh, dying off at a relatively young age, which is not good to see. It's frightening. Yeah. I think he'd not been in good health for a while. On that note, that sombre note, uh, we should maybe finish up for the night. So, thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers.